Welcome back to the After Dark Podcast, where we debate topics that are none of our business. It's your boy, Black Mike, on the mic. We got Big Stir up top. We got a bunch of topics. But before that, Sterling, my man, how you feeling today? I always ask you, I always ask you, you know, what you been up to? How was your week going? But this time I'm going to switch it up. How are you feeling? How was your mental? How was Sterling Arthur Reed, that is his name, ladies and gentlemen, Sterling Arthur Reed. How is he feeling? Here, so let's get let's get a score one through ten, and I'm gonna do this as well. One through ten, mental. One through ten, physical, and one through ten, career slash passions. Mm, okay, so starting with feeling one through ten like how do i feel like so mentally? mental physical and career slash passions where you stand today and how are how are those measuring up today right now six six point six point three mental like i said good but not great uh could definitely be worse and it could be a lot better uh physically i feel like a seven seven point four um, which I feel like is definitely a step up from what I was like a little while ago, probably like a month and a half ago. <laughs> after been like working out, working out pretty consistently, I've gained quite a bit of weight—not quite a bit, but I've definitely gained more weight since honestly the last time you saw me, uh, somewhere around like close to ten pounds since within basically like almost close a little under a month. Let's go. Uh, just eating, just eating a lot, and like letting my body do a lot of the work. Aside from like some days when I skip the gym, like my body's naturally cutting weight like it's weird um but uh and then career slash passion i mean this is one of my passions right here like obviously like this is something that we've been pretty consistent on like aside from july 4th week i think that's an exception but like been very consistent on this is something that makes me excited it makes me happy um you know my career wise i'm you know getting into a new job over the past like three three or three or four months now like definitely going into a good direction had a good conversation with my director today about the direction of our office um and where we're going so i I would give that like an 8.4 hell yeah so pretty solid i mean i feel like it's solid all the way around i definitely want to get my mental up but i definitely think that'll that'll improve you know in the near future yes we as men because i feel like females are always having these conversations we as men gotta just you know Ask our brothers, ask the other men around us, you know, how you feeling? How's your mental? How's your physical? How's everything doing? Because we don't get asked that. We just kind of have to keep those scores internally in our head and just kind of, you know, float with it. So it's never being asked for us. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? So uh, mentally, I'm going to say I'm about a, I'm going to go 7-1. I feel good mentally. I feel like there's nothing kind of, you know, clouding my uh, mind right now. Nothing kind of lingering or hanging on to. Uh, But, you know, there's still room for it to be a little better. You know, I I wouldn't say that I'm just like sprung and just, you know, ecstatic all the time. But I I don't really have anything that's bogging me down. Uh, Physical. Yeah. yeah, uh, Physical, I'm going to go. I'm going to go six, eight, and that's relative because, you know, I have been working out more and, you know, compared to where I was, you know, probably four or five months ago, it is more like a seven, eight to an eight, but just relative now, the last couple of weeks, uh, haven't been feeling as active, um, 
maybe cheated one or two days at the gym. So just not as, uh, you know, just not as confident in where it was just two weeks ago. So six, eight, but still feeling really good. And then if we go to work slash passions, jobs coming on along well, like you said, this is my passion. You know, we've been doing this consistently. Kudos to the both of us. Because, you know, we very well could have quitted this a long time ago. Like, this did not have to keep going. It definitely stood up. And now it's, you know, now it's a habit. And we were just talking about beforehand, like, we were both tired and, you know, really didn't necessarily want to hop on the mic tonight. But it's such a habit now that, you know, we just keep showing up and, you know, that's what we keep planning on doing. So, uh, passion-wise. I wanted to. Go go ahead. Go ahead. Once you give your score, no, no. Once you give your score, I just got one one thing to say. We can roll into the segments however you want to like. Uh, passion wise, I will passion and work. I'll say I'm an eight five. I think you know, just where this is going, how it's growing consistently from a podcast perspective. You know, work is even kill. It's good. Uh, it's, there's no super highs. There's no low lows. So I can't really complain <laughs> about super high. yeah i can't i can't really complain about work it's it's even kill it's what i expect out of it and you know i get that every i get that every week pretty much but you know as far as the podcast is going and you know how i feel about where this is going just showing up every day makes me feel good about what we're doing um but i wanted to say Big ups to us, big ups to the folks that have been in the community since day one, for the folks that have joined along the journey. This is episode 20 of the After Dark podcast. 20 episodes, 20 different weeks we've done this. Um, I am phenomenally proud of my boy, Mike. I know Chad was kind of here at the beginning of it all, but we couldn't honestly do this without Chad. I'm going to be 100%. Like 1,000%. He is He's the CTO, like in the background, like when we, when there's technical issues on the other end, like my boys got, if we don't, if, if Mike don't know what to do, like if he ain't there, we fucked. Basically. Uh I don't want to drown out with all the sentimental shit. I feel like some people might be in tears right now. If you're listening with, with somebody might be (laughs) hugging the person beside you. We will get back to what we do best. And that is debating topics that are none of our business. I don't really know if we have a lot to debate today, but we're going to get down and break some shit down the way we do it, and that's the After Dark style. So let's go ahead and jump into the show. I don't even want to get into all the topics. I'm going to leave them a surprise today. We don't have too much on the dock, but what we do have to start off with is the king, Mr. Champagne Poppy, Drake. He is He's making a press run again. He's Back in the news, he's doing everything he's got to do right now, and we're seeing him show up, featuring on a promo run on On the Radar YouTube channel with Central C doing a freestyle, and we're gonna break that down first before we get into his other press runs that he's been doing. But for my question for Sterling, I know this is big on Sterling because my man Big Stir, he's been big on Central C. You, we already know how he feels about Drake. You, we know how everybody feels about Drake, except for you know our other brother Chad, who just does not like Drake, Wayne, or Nikki. But you know that's besides the point. I want to hear: Did you think that Drake murked Central C at his own flow? And then, do you believe that Drake could possibly be the most versatile rapper when it comes to flow on rap beats? What do you have to say? Um, to answer the first question, 
on like my thoughts if like Drake bodied Central C. Let's just be honest, bro. Can we just be 100% honest? Let's be honest, man. We don't tell no lies on this podcast, so go ahead. Let's be honest. It's Essentially, they, uh, the video is, I think, four minutes and 57 seconds long, I want to say. I think they are essentially rapping for four minutes. Drake gets about two and a half minutes of that, I feel like. Somewhere around that. Since C has to squeeze out the other, um, what is that, like, probably, you know, two-fifths, 40% of it. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I mean, Drake, Drake, Drake got on the flow. He should have fucking it up a little bit. I'm just gonna be frank with you, though. Like, my boy Drake, brother, stop using guns in your song. Did you hear that weak ass gun he did? <laughs> like, no, that ruined the whole. That shit flow. sounded I mean, mad the, zesty too, but be <laughs> it was zesty as fuck. It was zesty as fuck. And look, bro, we know Drake. It don't matter. We could say Drake's zesty as fuck, and women's still gonna be with this man no matter what's going on. It don't matter. And I and I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking in terms of just bars. I think strictly because Drake had more time to build up a flow within that flow, it made it it made his rap better. Don't get me wrong, Central C did his thing. He did come a little flat at the beginning, but he started you could hear it at the end. He was starting to like roll into a flow. And I'm like, and he when he said when you hit the ad lib I, you know that I was like, damn, that shit do start to be hitting when he says that shit. Yeah. I said, that's my boy right there. I've been really getting the UK rap after I started getting on that song Sprinter. And like, obviously, Central Seas had other songs, but with him and Dave and getting really into it and understanding how their lingo works and like how much, honestly, how much cooler it is than American lingo, it's just so much better. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's, we have the lamest shit on the planet. Like, we literally, sounds like a bunch of white dudes just got together and we're like all right let's throw a bunch of bullshit together and then let's bleed it into the black communities and they're gonna change it up a little <laughs> bit and make it sound a little cool well even more That's than that cool. like when you really listen to uk rap it's you know it's drawn from the essence of what rap is actually supposed to be they're rapping they're spitting bars there's lyrics and there's kind of like a very chilled out mellow flow of how they ride the beat and you know you bringing up that, you know, Drake had a little bit more time and that's kind of why he might have appeared to have done better on the track. I also just Great. think that, you know, Drake has more to pull from on a flex. This was a freestyle. When you freestyle it, and especially when you freestyling with Drake, Central C came with the same type of bars. They were just flexing everything. Drake has so much more to pull from when he's flexing. You know, you really, he is the flex king. If you want to bring out any rapper, there is no the rapper. Bibolos, the Bobbios, the Bababa, to the Vava, to the Zuzu. Whatever. There's no rapper that can flex like Drake because he can make shit that I didn't even know exists sound like the coolest shit in the world. And I had no clue what my man is talking about, but it is on my bucket list to go to the Bibolos, to the Vava, and back to the Bibolos, to the Senko Senko underground parking garages i don't even know but that's what i'm fucking doing i want to do that one day and it's on my bucket list so I, I will say drake did i think he did better on the beat but you could also tell that uh central c like it it took a whole lot less prep time like central c was it came off very natural he didn't seem like he was playing yeah, a role he was busting that shit yeah yeah he was i wanted to talk about a bar i didn't mean to cut you off mike 
there's a bar in there. So, like, you know how, like, Drake and him were, like, they were, like, Central C was basically mirroring Drake. So whatever Drake said, that's how you know it's a true freestyle. Is he unless they really rehearse, rehearse this shit, which I don't think they did. I think Drake's bars were pre like he like every rapper has bars they haven't put in a song yet and they'll repeat them and use them and whatever. Every every rapper does. Does not matter, bro. Does not matter. But this is how I know that that Central C's freestyle was pretty authentic. Was there's a bar in there where Drake says something about like if I've come in you, it's breeding time. And then he and then Central C proceeds to say, if I do the same, basically if I if I come in you, I'm not leaving to that pill swallow. He basically said the exact opposite of Drake. Like, bro, Drake, I don't got the bread like you, bro. I just can't <laughs> let women be having babies. Like, Drake's like, it's breeding time. I'm just gonna have the baby anyways. It don't matter to me. And I'm like, damn, that's he's also capping like fuck. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that shit for because if he, it was true, he's on the he's on that flow tour. If it was true, Drake would be out here like Nick Cannon with them twelve damn kids, them twelve damn curly headed, curly nappy headed babies walking around. Bro, no shot. Know, the, uh, we can jump to the next question on like the same like on the Drake thing in a second. But I also wanted to state something about Drake's. It's all a blur tour. This is one of the very this this might be one of the first tours I've ever seen in my entire life of a rapper he's under the classification of a rapper right of a rapper where there are more way more female or women in the crowd or women that he's appeasing to women way more than the men at like period there are i guarantee you it's a 60 40 ratio minimum at those drake concerts for this tour right now well it also seems he's like that was like a that was a thought process because I was watching a video no, with academics that, and he was saying like the whole Drake acting a little more zesty with the fingernail polish and his mannerisms and the pictures he's taken. You know, academics were saying like he believes that this is almost like a rollout stunt. Like he he sees the numbers that Bad Bunny's doing with him being more fluid and everything and his approach and in his persona. And he's able to pull from, you know, the um He's able to pull from the the females, the guys, the gay community, and he's saying to himself that like Drake is just as polarized and touches just as many people. If maybe he could brand himself as a little more fluid, he could also capture some of that market share of those different markets as well. And I think that he's because you know he's fucking calculated. So I think that's probably what he's doing. No, he's a smart motherfucker. And also into that same vein, it's kind of like it kind of pisses me off a little bit. Like low key, it's like. I, I understand, like, Drake is such a smart individual. He understands showbiz, the rap game. He runs it all, like, for God's sake. Like, he knows what he's doing. You you have not seen... Also, he knew that women were going to pay for these tickets more than men were, bro. It's just what it was. It's just what it was, bro. You know damn well to justify a $600, $700 ticket for me, <laughs> brother. Like, well, I, I know a couple people... I know a couple people, a couple women that I know personally very close that are going to the Drake concert. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like, I was like, man, if I had the bread or felt comfortable then I probably would have got it. But I'm like, then I think I think back on it. I'm like, no, I can't even justify that, bro. I can't <laughs> even justify spending that much bread to go sit behind a pillar. Go sit behind and they, a and, pillar. And they, spent, and, they spent, and they spent even more to get closer. 
So I can't justify out, spending but... that kind of bread to go out there and get called to action by another man. <laughs> Let me hear you make yeah, some like... noise. We out here. Hey, hey. I like, <laughs> hell no. Nah, Most of He's the guys at boy. that concert are probably in relationships too, because like, I feel like Drake has pandered to the women so much now that it almost kind of feels wild to just pull up with a squad of niggas to the fucking Drake concert. Like you, like if you pull up with a squad of niggas, you you're looking for what's out there. But I feel like a lot of guys now, I feel like it's very much women flocking over there. I mean, you see the bras going left and right when he's talking on stage Dude, and a bunch of couples. Bro. That's ridiculous. And also I want to, I want to, I want to get, get at the people. If people that are listening to, to this right now are watching this, if y'all are getting at that girl with the what is the 36G bra, bro? Oh yeah, that shit was crazy. They you saw the video of when she like revealed who it was, like it was her, blah blah blah. And people were like coming at her, bro, like saying all types of disrespectful shit. I'm like, bro, let her live her life. Why are they coming at her? Wait, why are they coming at her? For what? I didn't see I the mean, reveal. She just I mean. <laughs> I think what's up with were, the silence I think, I think people were expecting her to like they thought that she was going to be some like fucking supermodel busty like porn star looking woman but she wasn't necessarily like she wasn't a bad looking girl it's just what they I don't think it was what they were expecting and she's kind of like a look the way she was talking I think she was a little bit drunk too or tipsy or whatnot because I think, definitely think she went to the bathroom and did the video that's what it looked like and um uh, um yeah she just not i don't think she's what people expected and there were some pretty hateful comments in there and i just want to i just want to say like look that ain't never gonna be my girl throwing her bra up on the stage i'm just saying like if you got a man and you did that no nah, can't even respect it can't even respect don't, i prefer don't that than the whole kiki it. situation if i'm being dead though but to i mean be, yeah I, I i can see that i can to that. to circle back to the uh second question though um, I really want to get your thoughts and opinions because I have my thoughts, but I was really just kind of curious of where you landed on if you felt like, because, you know, we've seen what Drake's been able to do from a rapping standpoint. I'm not really talking about his pop. I'm talking about strictly his hip hop rap records. You know, he's he's got the whole like singing melody. He could spit bars with anyone. He can go UK uh, style rap as well and a bunch of other raps. Do you feel like Drake is the most ver has the most versatile flow in rap? If not, who would you take over Drake? I don't want to give him this fucking title, bro. It's like me fucking stroking him off. Um, I'm really sitting here pondering, like, who the fuck else do this shit, bro? <laughs> not Drake, please. Um, <laughs> damn. There really, there really, there really isn't anybody. There isn't any. I'm so pissed off. I love Drake, but I fucking hate him at the same time. It's like, dude, he is so goddamn versatile. Because one, if he hops on a track and he does some weird shit, we always make fun of him. But usually, that shit's a banger. It doesn't yep. matter what I say. Yep. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I do. And shit's gonna still hit. He could sit here and sing I'm a Barbie girl, and they would that shit would be the number one chart, number one on charts. I swear to God, if that was on the Barbie soundtrack, they had Drake singing the 
cover of that song, it would be number one on the fucking charts without a doubt. No hesitation. Um, what I do want to say is, is that, yeah, there's like nobody in the game that can replicate what he's doing right now. Like he is on a historic run. Like it, the he has ran the past. I mean, ten years to be frank. I mean, like I'm like he's getting not ten years. Let's say the past like eight. He's basically ran it since we were in high school. Like, let's just be fair. And that's a scary thing to say that he can do whatever the fuck he wants, and it doesn't matter what we say, it's gonna work. That's my. That's my piece. I want to see what you got to say about it, though. Like, so, like, it took me, you know, when I was thinking about who I think is the most versatile rapper, just straight, strictly off of flow on hip hop and rap beats, the only person that I was willing to take over I I you're gonna say. is who I think, who I personally have as the greatest lyricist in rap history. And that is my man, Mr. Three Stacks, Andre 3000. I think Andre 3000 has the most versatile flow that I've ever heard in my whole entire life. And I think he, I think the reason why he wins too is because he could do everything on any style beat, just like Drake can. If Drake wants to hit you with some R&B or some popish sound, Three Stacks got the hits that can do it that, are just as big he doesn't have as many but they're just as big as drake's you know pop hits like he he can stack up with them as well but one thing and i believe the reason why i have andre 3000 over drake's because i believe andre 3000 could do drake's flow quite easily like it wouldn't take him long to master but i don't think that drake could rap like andre 3000 i think his flow is so unique so southern it's that uh, yeah and then then the really fast like the and he's like kind of going up and down and just kind of bouncing off the beat in ways that like how did you even hear that i like i would have never thought of that i don't know if drake could do yeah. it but that's where i'm going with it i think it's a i think it's a testament to the times too a bit because obviously drake or i'll say like drake i can't say drake because everything i'm thinking about talking about doctor um Andre 3000 obviously is extremely versatile. You're right. I mean, like, he's a, he's someone that, like, you kind of, like, you can overlook him sometimes, even though he was, he's been so great, you know, throughout his time in hip hop. Cause it's just like for this generation, he's not like the number one guy you're going to think about, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and if you're a historian like yourself and myself, or people that like have listened past, maybe, you know, if you've listened to any from early nineties to now, like you have a pretty good idea of what hip hop's kind of gone from to nineties to now and can understand who's good, who's bad, what works, what doesn't in certain times versus like, oh, man, it's tough though, man, because I think you're right on the point that Andre could ride Drake's flow but I just don't think he'd ride it the way that Drake rides it. And the same way, I don't think Drake could ride Andre's flow at all. Like he'd be like, ah, he can't no, Drake can't do that. Like that. That he's he's good with the tonality. Like he understands how it works. I mean, he was an actor for God's sake. But I think he can lose out on a little bit of that. I mean, it's a tough bout. It's a tough bout. I, I would love to see him on a track together. I mean, Andre 3000 has got an album coming out. 
He said that he mm-hmm. would like to work with Drake after he did the song with Kanye, um, Life of the Party, on the uh, Donda Deluxe. So I would love to hear like an Andre 3000 Drake collab. Like I feel like they could do something really cool. I would want Drake to spit though. Like just go back and forth. Like I feel like the way because they both would rap about completely different things. Like it'd be funny. Well, it would actually be mad interesting to hear Drake try to come from an introspective point of view and go with Andre 3000's flow. Because I really don't want to hear an older Andre 3000 try to flex on anything, I, nor do I think that he cares to flex at all. Like, I feel yeah. like it would be much cooler to just hear Drake Clint kind of, like, dig deep again because he don't necessarily be digging deep anymore. It's very materialistic rhymes. And he love it, and he knows it. But, I mean, it would be interesting. I'll, I'm, I'd be concerned with the fact that, like, I don't know Drake personally, obviously, and you don't either. Just like we don't know Andre 3000 personally. But, I mean, first off, if Andre wants to even get him on a track, you got to pay half a million to get him on the shit. <laughs> like, that's true. That's he true. already got to pay him half a million. He'd be up there for fucking 45 seconds. That's like, a discount. Half a million is a discount. That's the crazy thing. It's like... I'm not saying that Andre don't got the bread because I'm sure he could pull it from somewhere, but it's like, bro, is he really that imperative? Do you really want him that bad? Because if you want him that bad, you'll pay what you got to do. I'm, I would be curious to see how it would work. Only thing I'd be scared about is that I think Drake sometimes, like, this sounds bad because he has this happen to him sometimes. It's always about a little baby. Um, but where he will get like outshined on his own tracks where like then when the somebody invites Drake onto their track, Drake just comes in there and tries to demolish them, bro. Like he's trying to ruin their career on their track. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that's But he learned from Wayne though. Like let's the person that his mentor, that's all he ever did was take over people's tracks when he was a feature or when he was remixing the track or putting it on a mixtape. So that's all Drake knows is to come in and make that song his. That was the thing. Like Lil Wayne was known to like, he was going to do it regardless. Drake is just out here spiteful as all hell. Like, nah, fuck this, bro. You don't pay me for this track. I'm going to put you in a body bag too while I'm at it. (laughs) Well, this is not the topic, but it reminds me of what just happened with uh, 6ix9ine paying Kodak Black a million dollars to be on his new track, and all Kodak did was diss him the whole verse. It was just talking shit to 6ix9ine. And that man, he he had to put that shit out. He dropped a mill on the fucking feature. Like, you can't do nothing about that but eat that and just like, damn, I guess I'm gonna have to put this shit out. You can't just eat that million and not try to get no revenue from it. So, that that's kind of the same fucking, same kind of idea or concept. I mean... Yeah, Drake's flow is insane. I mean, Andre's flow is nutty because he can he has the ability. His tonality is zero to none. Um that's a that's a good that's a good question for the folks in the comments and you know on YouTube and any other platforms, feel free. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, obviously, uh just for the real music fans out there, if you haven't listened to Andre 3000, literally just go on to Spotify or whatever app you use for your music and just listen to like 10 to 15 songs. Like the listen, listen to Aquimini, his album Aquimini. Oh, uh, well, it's an Outcast album. It's Aquimini yeah. with him and Big Boy. 
That's that shit's got it will show you his range of flow and then you'll see just exactly how talented this man is and how he hears flows from a beat that no one else would hear. Also, that Outcast is my dad's favorite band, though. So that to say anything, that's that's fire. Voice. I like the way you move. <laughs> that's just a banger. But yes, he. I mean, they're both versatile, very special talents in their own right. That's why they've obviously been extremely successful in their careers. But on to the other question here, on the whole press you know, whatever you want to call it, press, whatever the fuck Drake's doing right now, press run. Um, Drake also appeared on the, the new podcast with a young white lady, Bobby. If y'all have not seen this shit, bro, it is one of the most uncomfortable watches ever. It's so funny, though. So funny. It's, it's, it is funny. It's mad funny. Like, it, it, it's one of those special type of like there's certain types of people that have the ability to not be funny and they're so fucking funny and that is like what bobby is i give her her props um you guys have definitely seen it if you're a man you've seen it i guarantee you've seen it i guarantee it you've seen it if you got tiktok or if you go on reels at all on instagram you have seen this but he just went on the he just went on the podcast with her, um, and obviously she's a young white lady. Um, ain't nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, people getting their bread, however. But as you probably noticed, Drake isn't really involved with a lot of like the more predominantly black podcast or cultural platforms. Would you say Drake has needs to like make his appearance on more of those black black cultural platforms as in like a even a, a a joe button more often than not more often than not talk to like anybody within that space where it's a little bit more culturally intact if that makes sense um just want to see your perspective on it mike because i definitely think it's something to speak about so first of all you know I'm not in the business of telling other grown men what they can or can't do. So let's go ahead and get that right. So Drake could do whatever the fuck he wants to do. But this is just kind of like, if I was Drake, what do I feel like I have a responsibility to do those kind of things? My first thought before I even get into that is this is Bobby's like third episode, I think. How is this random ass white girl that I ain't never seen before? I've literally never seen this chick before. I know. I know. How does how does she get this big ass Drake podcast? Respectfully, I'll tell you the reason why. Go ahead. I'll tell you the reason why. I don't know who she did her first episode. I don't know if the first episode was was with old boy, the super dark skin guy that they were like it was just super fucking awkward. Um, um, um but funny Mark you know or whatever. Really, yeah, Mark. you know that shit was that shit. That was a funny. good. That was a good oh. podcast. Yeah. Um. But it's because she's white, she looks like a child, and she's got big boobs. Respect, hey, for the ladies out there, I'm not trying to even sit here and be weird. It's it's just what it is. It's just what it is. But she, she's got to have, like, her, she's got to have, like, I think she said her dad worked on Snoop Dogg's house or something. So, like, her, her dad is probably connect. rich and got connections because, like, 
one, like, I really do, like, think that she's got something there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think this podcast is kind of reminds me of, like, Hot Ones. It's a very niche kind of idea that artists can come in and or anybody, celebrities can come in and when they have something that they're trying to put out or advertise for, like, it's a very niche thing. It's very fun. It's probably something like, oh, man, people are going to people are going to see these interviews and be like, I need one of those. Like, I can't wait till I get to do that and try to be funny and do some bullshit because you're really just bullshitting for an hour and saying some dumb shit the whole time. So I, I feel like she's got something, but it kind of like just. It makes me feel weird that she gets this Drake interview on her third one. Like, she didn't have to, like, run it up for a few Yachty, interviews. Bro. And she got, yeah, she got Lil Yachty coming up next. And it's just like, no, because there's no way without connections that, like, yes, I get it. This is a cool style. But you don't get these type of interviews off second, third no, rip. Get, and no one knows who no, this chick is. Drake, and I could you be uncultured. I could be uncultured. That could be me. But no one knows who she is. But that's beside the point. Let me get to no, the nobody question. Knew who she was. The question is, should Drake do more uh, cultural platforms for interviews such as Joe Budden, Breakfast Club, Drink Champs, or any podcast around that realm? <clears throat> that has I, black people on it. That has, that has black, black people. people on it, people. <laughs> that's, and, that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> basically do some nigga cast do a nigga cast you know not not these little fucking adolescent looking white girls with big ass boobs that's apparently got a kid like what the fuck drake's already got enough like fucking uh i guess you know concepts out there that he'd be fucking with the younger white girls so like he that wasn't very smart on his choice but Yes, Drake needs to do more of the hip-hop, more nigga cast out there and, you know, sit down with the people. Because those were the people, when you really think about when these rappers blow up, it's not those, it's not these white platforms that are bringing you on when you're a small rapper. It is us. It is your people. It is your culture. It is the Joe Buddens of the world, the Breakfast Clubs don't of forget, the world. Don't forget. Hey, don't forget, bro. He white, too. Nah, but he ain't claiming that though. He ain't he ain't advertised not one side of the white at all. The only time he advertises is when he be staring at Bobby's titties the whole show and spent like fifty minutes trying to riz her up, and she won't go for it. Even though I know when them cameras all, she was all for it. <laughs> that shit, she was trying to hide that smile the whole time. I know when them cameras all. I know what's going down. He said it was three o'clock in the morning, like. She ain't getting no flight back home. You gonna stay your nah, ass right here? She said, she said you gonna fly me out? Are you gonna or are you gonna give me a flight back? He's like, yeah, that's the least I could do. I'm like, bro, he's out. What you're doing this? That's not even Riz, bro. That's just money. That's yeah. just money. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll fly you back out. Like, she was yeah, talking bro. about how she was. She was talking about how she was married, and bro was risen her up the whole fucking time in the bed, like. If we are talking, yo, that husband watching that interview is like, yo, what the fuck? So you came back. What time is your flight? Because there better not be no layover time from your flight after leaving that interview and the time that that shit ended. But that shit, that shit better end at three thirty, and it better be a flight at four fifteen. Four fifteen. But yeah, Drake needs to sit down with more of his people because one, like, yeah, yeah. this is a cool interview. 
But we still don't feel like we've gotten like the convert. I I personally don't feel like I've gotten convert the conversations that I would love to hear from Drake. Like he's probably one yeah. of the biggest artists that I don't even feel like I know what's going on in his head at all. Not that he, he owes that to purpose, us. Though. Yeah, he yeah. On purpose, though. he loves it. He love. I think he loves the fact of him being super mysterious because that's what women like, and that's like also like one of the things that like. He he's already had a super private like personal life with having a kid for what two years and then nobody knew it until he finally t- showed his ugly ass kid to the world, um, and he did like the bar stool thing that was a funny interview with his son and like all that stuff but it's like brother, like Drake man like I'm gonna tell you right now, my dad always told me this like as a kid. He's like, you know, like there's nothing wrong with hanging around like people that aren't that don't look like you. Like I don't have a problem with it. He's like, I don't have a problem with anybody. Like no matter what color your skin is, if you're good people, you're good people. If you're bad people, you're bad people, you know? Um, but your people, like being your people, if you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> those are the ones that are going to pick you up when you're down and have your back when some shit pops off. Like the other people, like being like, and this no offense to people that are white, it's no offense at all, really. They're going to ride that wave of that popularity. You don't see these people bringing on, like you said, up-and-coming artists. They bring you on when you're on the fucking... Like, you are there. You're a pass up. You, it's up yeah, and it's stuck. Up. <laughs> yeah, it's up, 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 stuck. So, I think we've got to really take... He needs to take a step back. I think it would. I think he'll probably... I wish he would have done it being that all the dogs are about to come out. Because I feel like this this album... If it's gonna be like this old Drake, but it's also it's gotta have some gotta have some hitters for the guys in there, bro. Because I might start losing a personally. I'm gonna be a hundred percent. I'll listen to the songs, but I ain't gonna back them the same way. If he just goes completely soft on me, bro, I can't do it. Like I need some of that like male energy and women are like, oh my gosh, he's talking about masks. No, I need some of that as a guy. Like I just want to hear that from another man as someone that's ad as admirable. I'm not saying I admire Drake, but someone that is as admirable as him um, to listen to. Yeah, I I agree. I I would like to hear the album. Like I want just bars being spit. I want toxic masculinity, like, you know. I want some weekend-type bullshit, bro. I want some shit where you saying, like, this is what I did to some girl, and this shit was funny as fuck. Like, she didn't <laughs> even know I was doing it. Like, and it and it sounds bad. It's like, oh, you know, like, guys, these guys all, like, they, they don't like women. Like, we love women, bro. We love women. We love women. I treat all women with respect. As long as I'm not being disrespected, that's a fact. I will disrespect the fuck out of you. Disrespect me. I will disrespect <laughs> you, your mom, your grandmama, your fucking dead ass great grandparents. I'll definitely disrespect them. I will. And look, and I and I got plenty of ground to stand on, bro. Because I never met my grandparents. You can talk about my grandparents all you fucking want. They're in the damn grave. <laughs> I'll been, talk about them with you. Since <laughs> but you could I'm be right. You, I don't man. fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't. They don't fucking know. They don't care either. They be like, all right, whatever. But I'm serious, man. Like, he would, re- I think he would really, if he knew how to balance it the right way, I mean, he knows what he's doing. But if he really wanted to push that boundary and be like, okay, let me like bounce to some of the nigga cast, like you said, and then also do some of these interviews like with Bobby and, you know, et cetera. Like, bro, you're touching every single plat, like, group of people you need to touch. You are going to maximize profit, my boy. 
shit is gonna be off the roof. If you could have the street bro like niggas listening to it and the and the white chicks, brother. You're gone, you're you out of here. You win. You, you win. Like you won life. He's already at the point where he is the closest person that I see in in music personally at this time that has like seemed like he's won life. Like life. He's beat it. Yeah. The game, remember the remember the game you guys played as kids? Yeah, yeah. he beat that shit. <laughs> he, he's like right there. He's like right there about to hit the about to hit the fucking nice house at the top. But we won't drag that on for a lot. I know I just talked a shitload um right there, but I'm really passionate about that because I think that like as we all get older, like Mike and I have discussed this before. And we I'm sure we discussed it on the pod at some point. But like we were predominantly grew up around mostly people that did not look like us. And as you get older, you start to realize like there's nothing wrong with them. Like the people like I still have good friends that don't look like myself, Michael and Shad. But there's a different type of like respect you get for other people that look like you. And that's what I always appreciate as you get older. And him being what, 33, 34, somewhere around there, like in that age range. Somewhere. Um, like he understands that too. It's just he 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 puts the character as in Drake out there. And then also he doesn't even like to be called his real fucking name, which is just crazy to me. Like I, I, I She was flaming his ass, Aubrey ass nigga. Soft because he knows it sounds soft. He knows it sounds soft, bro. That is the reason why he knows it sounds soft. Speaking of softies, speaking of soft motherfuckers, speaking of people that really honestly, this ain't about no soft motherfuckers. This is about one of the hardest and craziest looking niggas I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, if y'all didn't hear, my man YNW Melly done beat the case, he done beat it. Beat it. Beat the case. So the judge actually declared that YNW Melly's murder case as a mistrial after the jury was unable to make a unanimous decision on his, or on his, sorry, um, guilt, basically guilty or innocent. So I know, Mike, you've been really keeping up with this quite a bit. I was keeping up with a little bit less. I'm sure a little less than you were, but. I am extremely curious to hear your thoughts. And did you see this type of thing coming? I think I know we spoke about it on a couple weeks prior, like what the outcome could be. But I'm just curious to see what you have to say about it because I I think it honestly surprised me a bit. I was like, either he's gonna be guilty or he's gonna be innocent. There is no I didn't think it was gonna be like, oh, we can mistrial this shit. But I'll let you kind of give your piece before I start spatting off at the mouth. Um, you know I honestly felt like this was going to end in a mistrial this does not surprise me at all when i was reading about the case and this was one of those crazy ass cases this was one of those johnny depp amber heard ass cases where it's just a bunch of shit coming out left and right and it just sounded like they were just getting them like yeah i mean it sounded like in a perfect world if we had video cameras maybe ymw melly maybe he did it he poss he probably did do it. But as far as the how the court works and when it comes to getting evidence and gathering evidence and proving proving that someone is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, there was nothing there that you could stick on him or claim for him. So I knew right out the gate 
that he was getting off. He knew out the gate he was getting off. He was smiling since the day one in that court, smiling, joking, dapping his lawyer up, uh, kikiing around. Like, this dude did not give a fuck. He knew he was getting out this bitch. He knew he had all his corners. He's like, yo, I wrote a song about this shit. You don't think I covered my tracks, my nigga? You think I'm dropping murder on my mind and I didn't cover all my tracks? Like, hell no. And what I told you when we, when we first texted about it, because I sent this to Sterling, we were fucking texting about it. I said that, man, because they're going to try and retry him. I think they're just going to look dumb as fuck. It's not going to go. But you you got more evidence now that you... They're going to they roast their shit if they yeah, try to retry Yeah, they're going to try and retry him. Like, you didn't get any more evidence, which you kept some shit in the tuck. You about to drop a deluxe trial or something? Like, yo, you ain't got no shit that you holding on to. He's going to be straight, and I hope... Well, I don't hope because I mean, like two two young men did lose their lives. So let me chill out a little bit here. But it would be fucking golden and probably like the biggest song that we've heard in the last two or three years. If this man came out and made a song about exactly how we did it and how we got away with it, god damn, would that shit sell, bro? That would tell me that wouldn't be the hardest first day out. Since fucking Kodak Black's first day out, bro, that shit would be fucking nuts. Be like, you know, you know, the, you know the Rico, the Rico, uh, like I think it's a trilogy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be like that type shit, bro. It'd be it's everything like- we wanted from Bobby Schmurda, but he gave us all these whack ass tracks, and now he's a fucking washed up one hit wonder, bro. Like that's what that's what we need from because I know he got songs in a tuck. He probably been singing to himself during the trial. <laughs> I got married all night. They probably sitting there in the cell. The fucking the fucking security guards like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> He's gonna be singing. You didn't check under the seats. <laughs> the bullet shells are under the seats. <laughs> Dumbass niggas. <laughs> No, nah, he got that. He actually put the bullet bullet shells in his grill. He <laughs> that would be fucking grill. hard. That would be some nah, hard ass. That shit, would bro. Be, that'd be fire. Um, I think that. I mean, when it comes like kind of like you were saying, like when a bunch of shit kind of comes out of nowhere, when if if you're not if for the folks that are not familiar with like, the court of law and how it works with, you know, having to prove evidence beyond, beyond a reasonable doubt, like basically what that means in the most literal way possible it basically means like to give you an example is like if i went to like on a simple term like a little like like a like a brother sister type of bullshit like if i went to michael's apartment and i walked in there and i took his chapstick right say i took his chapstick and i burned it some bullshit something just dumb if you ever do that i'm pimp slapping you across your fucking big ass head nigga well, first off, if I've burned your chapstick anywhere near your door, it's got petroleum in it, bro. That shit would have burned down your whole goddamn apartment. You've been right inside, my nigga. You wouldn't be <laughs> bitch slapping nothing. You'd be. I'm a, no, I'm going to bitch slap your ass and then right afterwards be like, hey, bro, can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, it's basically like if I went in there and I did that and I like, say for some reason I could get tried for it, tried means I could go to court for it. And so the jury of what is it is eleven, right? I'm sorry. Or is it twelve? Sorry. Twelve. 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 Wanna double check. If they were like, oh, we can't prove evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, how can you prove unless there's a security camera and that I did that? 
there's nothing I you can say. There's nothing that can be done. It's like, nah, Stone was last one in my apartment. I'm like, well, did you not just lose the chapstick? <laughs> that I mean, it could have easily. Because how many times you lose a chapstick on a daily basis or on a weekly, monthly? Like, it happens all the time for most people. But that's the point. Aside, back to the main point here. YNW Melly, bro, first off, his lawyer deserves whatever amount of money they were already paying him um and some more because he has to they have to get give some suspicion to the jury that it's like oh like this can't be completely him doing this or like he couldn't have done this like i mean if i was on the jury i'd be sitting there like damn like i know this nigga for real bro like i know who the fuck he is bro he done did this shit but like i i mean you know they're I all can't... sitting there like well we know this nigga did this shit but like you didn't prove it yet. <laughs> so yeah, like, like you didn't prove shit. Like you looking at the other, you look at the at the state, like, damn, that's all y'all could bring today. <laughs> cause like, I cause they probably all ready to lock this nigga up. They're like, but bro, like you really didn't show me shit, so like I don't know what to do. <laughs> apparently pissed off as fuck, like, damn. Apparently really, eight what? of the four said he was innocent, and um the other four four like, he guilty as a motherfucker. Yeah, the other four probably pissed. Y'all dumbass niggas know this nigga did that stupid ass shit. Y'all about to let him back on the streets. <laughs> he gonna do this shit again and be like, get back in. Bro, I'm telling you, it doesn't surprise me with high profile cases like this, man. The problem is they're so televised. There's so much around it. It's so much uncertainty because they know they're be- the jury knows they're being videotaped. They they everybody knows what's going on. And like, the worst bro, part about it too is like when it's really high profile, you bring in uh, what is it called the uh, the court of public opinion, and so like a lot of people can get caught up in what Twitter is saying, what Instagram is saying, like oh man, this guy did it, that it. And uh, it could kind of, it can kind of really mess with the jury too, because like you know now they're really thinking about what everyone's kind of have to say about it, rather than what was presented to them. The thing about that, they're actually supposed to be completely disdain from all outside information. We know damn well in 2023 that is not even fucking possible, bro. How do you even drive home without hearing some shit about it? They take they they don't have TVs that they won't have TVs. They don't have their phones. They they literally are just they don't talk to each other when they leave the courtroom. Like it's literally like they're living in a prison for however long the the. That's why I always feel bad for. Jerry and they probably got a five hundred dollar check when it was done. <laughs> yeah, I paid five hundred dollars. I stayed in the jury for fucking two three days them niggas gave me 20 bucks and told me here go get yourself a couple chipotle burritos like shut your dumb ass up nigga <laughs> that from chipotle with fucking 20 bucks the way prices are now i mean it's it's crazy but i think a lot of it goes into when people see the jury's faces they have real lives like these people have real lives they have ch- children they have husbands wives like grandchildren, I mean, they got all types of regular ass shit, mortgages. Like, bro, first things first, if you're gonna give somebody, hey, yo, we're gonna give you 500 bucks for taking you out of work for a month and a half, I hope you hope you don't end up out on the street. Like, that's the first problem. <laughs> Secondly, 
we already know people, like you said, I mean, the outside, the court of opinion of the public, the public's court uh, opinion is obviously extremely important. Like there's obviously these people know what's going on. And if they have any idea of what's going on, you think that when they got driven over there or picked up, however it works to the high profile case, somebody in their family wasn't like, yo, this guy is this. I, I mean, that's one of those things like. It's one of those things, if I was doing that, and say my mom was on this type of case, I know damn well my mom doesn't know who the fuck YNW Melly is, bro. She has no idea. She probably, and I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you, she probably see them dumbass grills, grills in his mouth like, guilty. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> my mom's the same way. That nigga did it, yo. I don't know if he did that, but he did something, so he guilty as fuck. <laughs> he, he did motherfucking something. I know damn well he ain't sit there and say, I ain't done nothing. Like, he, he done something. He might not did this murder case, but he got, he look at him, he know he did some shit, so and, go ahead and lock him and up. You know the funny, and you know the funny thing is, our dad's being like, damn, that nigga look dumb as fuck, but I'm like, I'll give him a chance. Yeah, like, I'll, give, I'll give him a chance. Our dads would be, be like, oh, fuck, he probably did do it, but he just got beyond a reasonable doubt. My, our mom's like, nah, fuck that. Like, I don't, nah. No, out no. of here. Get out of here. So, for the folks out there, it's not a surprise. These high profile cases, it's just what happens, especially when you're coming about. I mean, obviously, the most, most prolific high profile case really ever is obviously the oj simpson case and we saw what happened about that if the glove don't fit you must acquit that's the biggest hop of shit i've ever heard in my life oj didn't do it by the way just saying um it was and, his son hey we hey we ain't nobody getting accused ain't nobody <laughs> but when it comes down to it, like I want to see what the folks are seeing in the comments on the, on the other platforms. Like, do you guys think he did? I mean, are you like are you like our moms, where you're like, oh yeah, he did it. <laughs> like, don't even give a fuck what the fuck. Like, look up a picture of what he looked like. Damn, he did it. Or you're like, just based on everything you've seen in the news and all the information that they're given, like, oh shit, like he might, he might quite frankly not. He may have not been. <laughs> I mean, honestly, bro, it's kind of hard not to say he did do this shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Or um, maybe you just want some new ass music because bro was bro dropping some goddamn bangers before he got locked up. Like, if you like me, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of like thinking like that. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of different reasons, but I mean, maybe I mean maybe if he got locked up, he 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 be he come out like a Bobby Shmurda and be washed up too. We don't want that. We can't. The music industry can only take so many hits, bro. Um. But speaking of hits, speaking of somebody that obviously um, is prolific in the media over the past, you know, through the COVID years, we've got the one and only Doja Cat, no eyebrows, no hair, crazy looking motherfucker, Doja Cat. <laughs> so if y'all didn't hear about it, um, this shit is actually mad fucking funny, bro. I'm not going to sit here and cat with you. This is one of the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's so sad. It made me fuck with her even more. But um, so Doja Cat actually loses over two hundred thousand followers in a day after expressing how she doesn't love her fans because she doesn't even know them. <laughs> I gotta read. I no, nah, nah, I gotta read this shit verbatim. All right, let me let me pull up the tweet. Let me pull it up. 
<clears throat> was it a tweet or was it an Instagram post? I can't remember. It's in the doc. I can't I can't pull it up. I think oh never mind, I got it. I got it. Oh no, it's just a picture of her looking crazy. Uh, I got it. Actually read the tweet for the folks, bro. Read the read the thread, please. This shit is just comedy. And read the usernames too. Okay. So it starts off with Doja Cat. Doja Cat ma- makes a is it a thread? What do we Doja Cat? <laughs> Doja Cat, nigga. The fuck you out here on, bro? It's Doja Cat. Hey, bro. So Doja Cat makes a thread. Are we call it what do we, are they called threads? What what is this called? I'm not hip it's just yet. A thread, yeah. Okay, it's just a thread. It's called a thread. Right. So, Doja Cat makes a thread. It says, my life, my rules, my style, my attitude. That's how I imagine Doja Cat would say that. Then, <laughs> Doja.cat.iran <laughs> says, I want to hear you say, I do love you guys. As usual, you say to your fans. Some fucked up grammar, but all right. And then Doja Cat responds, I don't though, cause I don't even know y'all. <laughs> and then, so then we got a whole nother person comes in and enters the thread. We got Daily Taylor T thirteen. Wow, that's a fire ass fucking uh, handle right there. Daily Taylor T thirteen. This is your claim to fame on the After Dark podcast. She says, or he says, or they says, we don't know. We don't discriminate on the After Dark podcast. And we don't know you, but we have supported you through thick and thin. Mind you, you'd be nothing without us. You'd be working at a grocery store, making songs on fucking garage band, Miss High School Dropout, dot, dot, dot. Damn, she came for Doja Cat's ass, bro. She was, that shit hit home to this bitch. She was pissed. She, Taylor T, she had the T for this bitch. All right. So Doja Cat won't take in that shit. Clearly, it's motherfucking Doja Cat. She's going to reply in a thread. She said, nobody forced you. I don't know why you talking to me like you my mother. Bitch, you sound like a crazy person. (laughs) And so that is the extent of the thread. And essentially what we were trying to get here to is, Sterling, do you believe that Doja Cat has a point? That, you know, maybe maybe she has a point on the basis of her not knowing her fans. So she doesn't need to have any love or express any love to her. Or do you think that maybe she needs to reevaluate her position on her supporters? Where do you land on this? I mean, just to be frank with you, bro. Like, look, I'm going to tell you something about black folks. I think she's mixed too, but she's black. Um, You know how it works. But... Um, I'm gonna tell you something about black folks. One thing black folks don't play around with is fucking money, bro. They'll blow that money. They'll blow that shit in a heartbeat. They'll blow your, your the you. The dumbest shit. That you give them a hundred grand, that shit's gone tomorrow. Shit gone tomorrow. <laughs> Ain't what? Not one goddamn investment. Ain't not one. <laughs> Ain't not one. Look, done got a car wrecked in the same day. But I'm telling you, bro. Like, this goes directly, I think this is a countersuit, or, like, however you want to say, like, this is a remnant of, like, I don't give a fuck, I want my bread type shit. That's what her mentality is. Like, I don't give a fuck if you listen to me or not. She's like, I'm getting money because your dumbass is. Like, you just had to listen to my music. 
I didn't make you. Yes, I think she should have taken it in a different route because I do believe this could be a genuine, like, like, honestly, a fallout to her career, bro. Like, <laughs> this could genuinely like fuck her whole career up. Just the way that she speak spoke to these folks, um, just because maybe she might have been all one. Like, there is no excuse, right? Like on any social media platform, but. I mean, at the same time, like, deep down, a lot of artists are thinking the same thing, bro. Like, there's a lot of artists out there that are just like her. They just won't say it. Like, they will literally be like, you think Taylor Swift gives a fuck about all her fans, bro? Hell no. Nah, there's way too many of them. <laughs> them Swifters, them Swifty Swifters, whatever the fuck you call them, they motherfucking everywhere, bro. You go on the goddamn street, they could, have, they, could, they could literally have a cult just sitting in the corner, start by a group of 50 people, bro. But and here's also what you got to remember, too, is like, yeah, we yeah, these celebrities, they got fans and sure they should love their fans. But have you ever thought about that? They're not y'all aren't the niggas that they wanted to like them. <laughs> like maybe they got a group of fans like, yo, because like if we being real in the real world, I wouldn't fuck with none of y'all niggas like y'all were not who I was trying to impress. I'm glad that y'all fuck with my shit and you running the bills up and you get me this bag. But like, I really wasn't fucking with y'all to begin with. Well, it's, it's like it's like, for example, here's a real like for the guys up or girls, I guess it can go both or whatever way you go, like straight by gay, asexual, whatever. Um, if it's like if you got a crush on like, say it's like two girls, right? Two girls you got a crush on or vice versa, whatever you prefer as a guy, girl or whatever you claim to be. Um you got a crush on two girls, but there's like another like five or six girls that you are not even a bit interested in at all whatsoever. And they all like you. They express that they like you. They express that they like want to be with you type shit. And you say that like, uh, like, yeah, like, nah. They gonna be upset. They gonna be upset. It's getting rejected to your face by someone you quote unquote admire, right? Um, while Doja, like you said, might have like a, an ideal fan that she would want to be friends with or want to be a fan of her. And quite frankly, if that's the case, she could say that. And then honestly, she could probably start a whole fandom on it if she really wanted to. But excuse me, this could genuinely be the downturn of her, in her career, bro, because she just did this shit. And I think All there's... Because she there's there's also kind of a disconnect there. Like I understand what the fan is saying and what Doja Cat is saying in this instant. If I'm like being real and not on my fucking funny shit, um, when I really take a look back, you know, the fans want love, and Doja Cat is thinking very specifically about the definition of love. Like there is no possible way for her to love you niggas she don't know you have you ever loved someone well i guess they do from a celebrity standpoint but like you don't actually know doja cat you love what you see in the music videos you love what you see in interviews or what you think the idea of doja it's cat but fantasy, you, bro, bro. but you don't it's love Doja. she's not her name's not even doja cat you don't love her you love the artist and she's saying you know i can't love you guys do i appreciate do I, uh, uh, you know, adore the fact that you support my career and have allowed me to get here? I'm sure she would admit to that, but 
She's probably saying, how could I love you? I don't know you. You're just a person on the street. And you and she's probably saying, you probably shouldn't love me. You could say you love my music. You love my artistry. You love my uh, creativity and passion for what I do. But you can't love me. You don't know me. I could be the biggest dickhead, which Doja Cat has proven that she probably is the biggest dickhead. So like, and you, as soon as she's showing her colors, you don't love her so much, which is exactly her point. That's for sure. So that's kind of where I, that's where I, (laughs) that's kind of where I stand on. No, that shit, I just had to have you read that, read the thread or whatever, because that shit's too funny. The bitch that came at her, bro. That was or Jesus. The Damn. Taylor T chick. Taylor T chick, boy, girl, they, them, whatever. Um, they really did come at her throat, bro. Hold on. Said she a high school job. Came at her education. <laughs> came at everything she done in her life. <laughs> the nerve to call her a high school dropout where she's worth fucking multi millions in this person probably not on shit probably not doing a goddamn thing and gonna come out your fucking high school dropout bro some people got some crazy nerve in this world it's insane that shit funny all, I gotta, as say, fuck, all I gotta say is bro if you get on threads first off to come at famous people you ain't got much going for you dog <laughs> you ain't got much you need to get a fucking hobby you need to get a fucking hobby unless you're living uh, my 500 pound life or whatever the fuck that show is called. That's the most pathetic. That is, by the way, side note, like complete tangent. That is one of the most pathetic forms of humanity I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like my 500, 400 pound life or whatever the fuck, whatever weight they are, bro. I saw a motherfucker with 800 fucking pounds. Oh god damn son. <laughs> That's the type of motherfucker that'll take a cheeseburger off. Mm. <laughs> and take about five more, bro. And be like, yo, like go to McDonald's, get the order. That's the person to fucking like- eat the burger and then complain that something was missing in one another. <laughs> like, well, where's the burger? I'll put some pickles on it since it was missing. Nah, bitch, I ate that burger. Now you're going to make me a burger with the adequate amount of pickles. <laughs> it's, like the type of, it's like the type of nigga to fucking eat that whole fucking hand up. They probably bite their fingers while they be eating sometimes. Like, god <laughs> damn, like 800 fucking pounds. I'm sorry. Nah, one day I'm gonna we gonna have a topic about that show because that shit is just downright fucking just disrespectful to humanity. Like, <laughs> I have oh, nothing against people. <laughs> oh my god. I have nothing against. I have nothing against people who are a little bit overweight. And like trying to work on it, or even if they don't complain about it and they're just overweight. But like, dog, that that shit is just unacceptable. Like, you know what you got? <laughs> like, bro, how do you even let it get that bad? Like, <laughs> once you hit three hundred, once you hit three hundred, unless you're a pro freaking football player, I'm like. What the fuck were you thinking, bro? Like, were you just like, fuck you, like, wait, ball type shit? Like, you're like, ah, yo. You really just don't like strawberries that much, my dog? Like, bro. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. You went to five man. guys and ordered fucking 12 of them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We oh can god. We got we get you're getting canceled, bro. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Damn. Oh. Career and passion at a 4.3 now. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh. Ooh, they had me crying laugh. I haven't had a laugh like that in a minute. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, so, for the folks out there, we're back on topic. And we're keeping that. You know, we sit down, we do our cuts, one cut at the best. No, we're going to hold on to that one. That's some gold right there. We, that's some fucking that's some gold right there. Good. Hopefully that, that nigga don't try to eat the gold too. But uh, You either laughing with us or it's a wake-up call. There's no in-between there. <laughs> there is no in-between. Like, bro, honestly, as long as you ate fucking 800 pounds, like, I'm with you, bro. Like, that's 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 what it is, bro. Like, I'm, we making this a topic next week. I got. I'm. I'm fine with some clips. Um, but so Carly, Carly Russell. For the folks that haven't been keeping up in the news, Carly Russell. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Carly Russell. Carly Russell's attorney. Um, well, just to give you backstory. Jesus Christ, Carly Russell. Is the woman who claimed to be abducted? This shit is fucking comedy too, bro. Like, <laughs> this shit is fucking dumb, bro. So Carly Russell claimed uh, that she was <laughs> kidnapped, and like proceeds to like. I'm not even gonna tell it all, but her her attorney just short, long story short. Her attorney claims that the whole abduction story on the side of the road was made up. We want to break it down and give our thoughts on this. Michael, can you start, please? <laughs> yeah, so let me give a little more insight. So what had happened was there's this uh, young black woman, and yes, it is important to insinuate her race, uh, and we'll come full circle with that. So there's a young black woman. She was on the phone. Uh, and she called, she pulled over on the side of the road. It was nighttime. She called 911. She claimed to have saw a baby. Uh, I think it was in a stroller or in a stroller. And then she said the baby was running away. And so, um, the 911 person said, keep an eye on her. So she proceeds to keep an eye on her. And then next, and, and next thing you know, the phone gets disconnected and she was screaming. So what we were told what is hap that happened was that she got abducted by a redhead nigga who came out of the woods, abducted her, uh, stripped her down, forced her to do sexual acts and take sexual photos. And then she returned back to her parents' house 48 hours later with no harm, no foul done to her body. Parents claim she looked a little distraught. But everyone was kind of questioning, okay, so, you know, what happened? Where's the baby? You know, there was no signs of any of that going on when the car, we saw the car. You know, we were looking at your history records. Besides the point. So now it came out that the attorney said that all this shit was made up. It was fake. 
They asked for prayers. I don't know what the fuck we praying about. <laughs> like, what? as for prayers and consideration at this time, like, did this bitch have consideration when she was over here lying on this fake ass baby's life? And whoever fucking ginger redhead that got questioned because he was just going about his day. And apparently there's a ginger redhead fucking kidnapping somebody. So some ginger out there, you know. Just had his day whole ass ruined because she was getting questioned because this bitch is out here making up lies at nighttime. So anyways, what they did, they went and they searched her, um, her recent searches, her search history online. She had a search got history. Him. I got him right. In front. I got him right. Here. Go, go ahead. Go listen out right for here. me. Listen out for me. So the Alabama police reveal Carly Russell's Google searches leading up to her disappearance. First one being, what is the need or quote unquote, it's literally quote, uh, quote, need to pay slash max age for an Amber Alert, question mark, end quote. Quote, how to take money from register without being caught, end quote. Birmingham bus station, end quote. Quote, one way bus ticket to Nashville, end quote. Quote, the movie Taken, end quote. <laughs> you couldn't have searched no real crime abduction scenes. You still went to the movie Taken, bro. She also proceeded to ask in her some of her Google searches, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> bro, like, I just got to say, like, what the fuck is wrong with people, dude? Like... You gotta be a special type of something. Like, I mean, there's a special type of niggas that weigh 800 pounds, and there's a special type of people like this where they really just make it up whole ass hoaxes. Like, you went through a whole like it's trials and tribulations to be, become 800 pounds, just as much as it is to make up a to make up a hoax. Like, I I just don't understand it. And it just it's one of our women too, man. It just it just as yo just, can the parents out there like. Are y'all not like y'all not giving no support to your kids? Are you not listening to them? Are you just kind of disregarding them? Like for somebody to go to this kind of extent to get some attention, like somebody around her need to give her a goddamn hug or something, yo. Who goes to this level to get some attention? First of all, <clears throat> I'm pissed off about this low key. It's funny as fuck because this is funny after, especially after uh, what's his face, uh, Jesse's. Uh, uh, Samalette or whatever from the other show who faked his hoax, especially knowing how that ended up for that nigga for you to go on and do what you did, it pisses me off because it's like <clears throat> it's like, damn bro they ain't never gonna believe us for shit <laughs> for shit, yo they'll never believe a nigga again because we have these big ass hoax see when white people have a hoax they be getting rich as fuck off of it. Why can't we be coming up with no scams like that? White people be having the Madoff scam with 70 billion or the Anna shit that we saw on Netflix where she out here, you know, getting real estate companies being these powerful positions. We out here scamming out like we got abducted. Why do we got to be losing in our scams? <laughs> like, what the fuck? We can't even scam to get rich. We scam to we acting like we getting sexually molested or fucking beat up and shit. Like, we are terrible scammers. The... 
trick to being a scammer is you're supposed to be up at the end, not supposed to be down. What the fuck are we doing, bro? This should be pissing me off. But on a real note, they're just not going to believe us. Like we already, it's already a big thing that you know most Amber Alerts or big. Um, not Amber Alerts, but big news stories that go on television about abductions of females are usually uh, white females, blonde hair, blue eyes, brunette girls. That's usually what goes viral. That's usually what takes place and what we see all the Netflix docs about and stuff like that. And we don't ever get any light on the black girl. And the only reason why this one got light is because they were, I believe it's because of the baby that uh, she claimed was there too. And because of that, yeah, she knew. She knew. Yeah, she, she knew. knew. She's like, they ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna give a fuck about me, but they give a fuck about <laughs> babies involved. Yeah. So I think the only reason why this one got some uh, television and some clout nationwide is because of the baby that was with it. But for it to be a hoax, just really just gonna, you know, it's gonna pause all that. Like, they're just gonna be like, oh, hell no. Everyone's gonna question that shit. Even though they shouldn't, because if someone's abducted, there should be no questions. We should believe that wholeheartedly. But we're human at the end of the day, and there's going to be some doubt, especially when we've had two incidents side by side happen kind of relatively close to each other. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even fucking know what to say, man. Mankind is so diverse. You've got 800-pound people. <laughs> you stuck oh on the 800 pound niggas, <laughs> bro. That shit is really just, is too funny. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to watch that shit after we're done, and I'm gonna be bringing that heat next time I talk about it. Um, but oh, man, and then you got this lady. Like, I, I mean, look, like I agree with you. You know, like if there is an abduction or somebody says there's, like, we should definitely have to take it seriously. There shouldn't be like, oh, like, are you sure, like. You know, blah blah blah, blah. but and then to come back and then then admit that you did that that you that it won't true. Like at least make the like at least run with it, bro. Run with it the best you can. Like because at that point you're done lost. You ain't gonna win. You ain't gonna win for shit. You might as well just play it out. You ain't got nothing. She's a nursing student, bro. Like you got better things to look forward to, but you want to. She Yo, said them nursing classes hard as hell. I'm tired of taking these. Yeah, she up. said that's honestly that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. She was in summer school, probably taking some summer classes. Like, damn, these motherfuckers harder than motherfucker. I'm about to get I'm about to give me a free A real quick. Like, <laughs> let me get out of here. Cause like, dog, and then just to be so obvious and knowing the government can pull up your fucking search history, like, what are you doing? Like they really searched her history and they got her ass like that. <laughs> They're like, damn, you really dumb. They were probably, I guarantee, the the forensic people. That you are really dumb, up. for real. What's that one fucking black dude? Remember that viral ass video? Hide your kids, hide yeah. your wife. <laughs> hide kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids. You are really dumb, for real. Yeah, that nigga is like, he like he was on crack then. He looked like I, I saw a picture of him not too long ago. He still looked the same. Like he cracked out this time. Though. Shout so, out the crack epidemic. epidemic. We need to get sponsored Maybe. by the crackers. But for for any crack dealers out there, this is a sponsorship for your channel. If you're looking <laughs> for some advertisement, bro, come and bring it this way. Give us the cut, yo. But don't put us on none of them financial statements. We need all cash, baby. <laughs>
<laughs> nah, maybe we need to put on 800 pound friends on some crack. They'll definitely lose some weight then. For sure. <laughs> but nah, man, I, I just think it's wild. It's one of those crazy things where, I mean, it sucks to hear that it was a lie. I'm glad that obviously she's okay and nothing did happen to her. Like, you know, that is something I'm happy about. But like, damn, like, you really, that's just flat out embarrassing. Imagine coming back to class and then been like, that's the bit. <laughs> so what'd you do last weekend? <laughs> well, I went missing. Oh, you went missing? Oh, do you really, though? <laughs> like, who, like, how can you be her friend after this? Like, you'd be like, damn, she a pathological liar, my nigga. Like, she just, like, people tell lies. Like, lies are normal. Like, white lies, like, whatever. But, dog, like, you just made up a whole-ass story, and it got on the news. It's on NPR, bro. And, like, like, all the searches were literally, like, hours before she did it. So this bitch did all this off a whim. <laughs> she really sat here like, I'm bored. Let me figure this out. It won't no planning or nothing. She did all that off a whim. She was really just bored as hell one day. She really might actually not think much. She might not even have friends. So that might might be why she did it. But... In terms of shocking, and something that's kind of just crazy, man. There's some crazy things. There's 800-pound people. We got Carly Russell, and now we got this. Um, if you guys didn't hear, uh, Bronny James, the son of the LeBron James, uh, collapsed today. This today? Uh, um, yesterday, I believe. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday. At the USC, he... For those who don't know, he plays at uh, University of Southern California now. This is his freshman year. He collapsed at their basketball practice, went into cardiac arrest, a.k.a. heart attack, for those that don't know the medical terminology. And, you know, obviously going to send love and prayers, you know. Yeah, I hope he's obviously – and he is okay, like, after, you know, all this. But the question at hand is, 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 is pretty simple. I mean – does it feel like, Mike, that, you know, young athletes are constantly facing more injuries and more health scares than they've ever faced, like, just maybe even not even 20 years ago um, than, like, they do now? It feels like every other week there's something going on physically or with, like, when we start talking about heart and blood, it gets really, really scary. Um, but what are your thoughts on, you know, young athletes at this point going forward? Yeah, and... Uh... Before I speak on that, I do want to say, like, you know, prayers to Bronny and the whole James family. You know, when me and Sterling have our opinions on goats or when we're talking about basketball, that's strictly an on-court thing. Like, we're not, like, we're not yeah. wishing no harm on the family. You know, they're people at the end of the day. When it comes to talking about people, you know, we have love, we have respect there. We want everyone to live long, full, healthy lives. We don't wish that on anyone. It's a really scary moment. So just wanted to make sure that we send like love and prayers and thoughtfulness their way as well. But <clears throat> to get to the question at hand, I feel like when I was a kid, I did not notice as many, uh, especially star athletes, like, coming having these injuries it feels like nowadays that like the seasons and who wins championships are almost completely determined by injuries like who injuries yeah like who can stay healthy the whole year is really the golden ticket to winning the championship and it seems like 
anytime we get a star athlete or something like that, they get hurt in their rookie season. Look at Zion. Zion's played like 60-something games or something like that. And he's getting bitches pregnant, too. Getting That's bitches pregnant, spending up all his money, eating a bunch of goddamn food. Like, shit's crazy. But <laughs> he might be on that 800-pound shit one time. But uh, He really might. But, yeah, so I feel like I have noticed a lot of injuries, and I really don't know, like, what to – put a finger on it and kind of like point at why this is happening. I have a few scenarios. I know that as men, we have significantly less testosterone than our dads and, you know, even much more so than our granddads and whatnot. It's a trending decline of how much testosterone we have. I feel like that could play a role because maybe we're not developing into the physical nature and the masculine type of men that they were per se. Not to say that we're not still masculine, but to the extent that they were. Um, and then I also probably say it's a lot of like the parenting styles, a lot of coddling, a lot of uh, people playing video games. And, you know, back in the day they were working, they were doing a lot of physical nature outside. And, you know, we have science that tells us that they need to rest and do that. But I'm here to tell you right now, I feel like that rest and shit is overrated. I feel like your ass need to be out there playing. And the only way to build calluses is by keep hitting those fucking areas down. You're not going to build up any wear and tear on that without going out there and doing that. You know, when you have fresh hands, the only reason why you got calluses is because you keep fucking beating it with the metal. If you're pumping weight and you keep hitting it over there and rubbing up against it, it builds hard calluses on your hand. The only way to do that is to keep going out there. If not, you're just going to have weak ass soft ass hands but you know ain't nothing wrong with some nice moisturized hands you know it is 2023 you know we looking good out here we we ain't fucking cavemen you know what i'm saying but i have noticed uh i have noticed a difference and i really don't know where it's coming from and i really don't know how to fix it but it is prevalent before i get to my point um on this topic um my point in particular i mean i wanted to hit on a like the low t thing is something that um it's kind of crazy now you really look at it and you say it like that and i'm i'm sure most people because like you know if you look at like every man like our grandfathers if you have pictures of your granddads like if you see any pictures of your grandfathers when they were like around our age physically they look different bro they're they, like grown-ass niggas. They look like grown men. Not, nowadays, like, you look at somebody that's our age, you're like, oh, like, that guy's probably like 23, 24, 25, 26, at that range. Like, that's a normalized thing now. Whereas, like, even my dad, like, yeah, my dad was still slender. Like, slender. Granted, my dad's a few, inch, a couple inches taller than I am. But even in that, like, he wasn't even working a job where he didn't do manual labor. Like, he just genuinely was just bigger, broader shoulders. Like, he actually had a thick-ass mustache. My mustache can't grow any further than this. Like, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Uh, the low-T things, uh, I think, one is to what we eat. I don't think necessarily from, from my, like, growth and, like, the way that I've been built up. I ate my vegetables when I was asked to. Like, I, it wasn't like I was getting cheated on my stuff like that but i think it's what in all the foods we eat man like the foods that we eat now compared to what they were eating then like bro eating fast food back then bro like was so fucking rare 
for my parents. First of all, it was too expensive to just go eat fast food, right? Like, and it was much fast fresher food. fast food. It wasn't this super processed, quick fast food. Like they're basically yeah. going and get a fresh ass burger with some fresh fries. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, bro, that shit got that that pink stuff from uh, super size me, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> um, and that's one thing I did want to speak on that, and that's also why you've seen like over the past thirty years, I'm sure. Obviously, everybody knows Viagra has been a thing. You've probably seen Hims now coming out, like Blue Chew, all this stuff when it comes to, like ED and whatnot, like all these things were not that like type of like i mean obviously they were they were dick pills when our parents were a little younger too but it wasn't as prevalent and as like almost accepted um to use or even like like oh why the fuck would you even consider doing something like that right um that goes i think that goes into the ed thing and then testosterone in general it goes to a lack of I don't think it's the lack of masculinity in itself. I think it's our overexposure or I, I don't want to, is it that the phrase I'm looking for? It's overexposure over, maybe it's our overexposure to sexualized acts in like our broad daylight. Yeah. We're overstimulated. Like yeah. we literally, I can go see a half naked girl on Instagram without even having to try and do that. Like, What? Uh, you're hearing uh, Chad. Oh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, that boy was yelling. <laughs> uh, that was an ugly ass laugh. Uh, but <laughs> no, the overstimulation of the female body for straight men, I definitely think is a huge thing. Um, and you don't really see it a lot in women that I hear about. It's like going into these same type of injuries, whether that be a cardiac arrest or those type of things, or even just physical injured injuries like tearing the ACL, like these major injuries that can warp a whole career um, for most athletes. But I think that the the health that we have, like, with the younger generation like there isn't a we're not as health conscious as i think not even close to what we were when we were kids right like how many kids actually learn about like the the food pyramid like who actually understand what the they're not learning chat gbt's doing everything for <laughs> that's true i mean like there's no there's no like digestion not to play on the food pyramid thing but um there's no digestion of what is needed to live a healthy, eat healthy, live a healthy lifestyle aside from go outside and run. Because, you know, the funny thing is enough. Most people, once they get full time jobs and I'm and I know people like this, like I'm guaranteed 65, 70 percent of this entire apartment complex I live in. And probably same for you probably didn't start running or working out or doing anything until they got a full time job. And the reason is for health for an overall mental health, not even a physical health thing. It's an overall mental health thing to take their mind off of something that's numbing for a lot of people. Um, so I, I really don't have an answer just like yourself. I think it's, you know, also kids are like that have been coming up have taken a lot more pills than we probably have taken. Um, like they probably take it a lot more ibuprofen, Advil, they thins your, like thins your blood out, naturally thins your blood out. Like it's a natural thing. That's why you don't take drugs like pills before you drink unless you're really trying to get fucked up 
and have a hell of a night because you will not remember that shit, I promise. Um, unless you drink in super, super moderation. So it's scary, man. And I fear for like my own children, you know, like if I'm blessed enough to have them, um, like would I have to go through something similar where I'm like, you, I mean, that's a scary moment for any, especially like somebody like a dad, like to see as like his eldest, you know, go into that type of situation. You know, that's just one of those things where I, I definitely don't wish that upon my worst enemy for sure. But I'm glad that Bronny's okay. I really hope that they do some research in this. I guarantee, I guarantee fucking T now, LeBron's gonna have some shit going on trying to like figure out what the fuck is going on. Like, why is this happening to healthy, quote unquote, healthy athletes? Um, and freak things are happening too often to call them freak anymore. That's the scary thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's because a lot of people on Twitter normal. are claiming that the vaccines got something to do with it. I don't know if that's the case. It could possibly be the case, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully get some answers on what's going on. But <clears throat> I don't really have too much more on that topic. It seemed like you were wrapping up your thought as well, Sterling. Is that, <clears throat> yeah. So, I, you know, that is the show today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you sticking around with us. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Comment some thoughts. I'm sure you have something to say, whether it's good or bad, or you're coming at us for our 800-pound rant. Hey, we'll take that, too. That's hey. still a comment. So um, I can take that. Shit. We'll take it. Drop it down below. And make sure you subscribe. We are growing that, and you know we're on the road to 50. So let's let's do it, guys. But... For all the fellas out there listening. <clears throat> Shit. <clears throat> I gotta talk. I gotta. Oh, I had something in my throat. My bad, my bad. <clears throat> so, you know, for the fellas out there listening, listen, they only want a 1%, man. So you gotta quit your bitching and just get your bread up already, all right? And for the ladies out there listening, he don't want you, sweetie. So just move on. It's okay. But guess what? You're still beautiful and powerful and will always love you. It's the After Dark Podcast. Until next time.